Hello and welcome to Money Chill Out, the podcast to get inspired and feel good about your money. I'm Marika Fino, a woman in my 30s, ex-trader in the city of London, yoga teacher and owner of my financial empowerment business. On this podcast, I want to open up the discussion around money and investments and dive into personal finance management, which can be a great liberator, but also a huge stress factor in our lives. Every other week, I'll be joined by guests for conversations on money, mindsets, investment habits, and any best practices they abide by. So join me on this journey as we unpick the complexities of finance and get more comfortable talking about our money. You too can get financial peace of mind and it starts with empowerment and knowledge. Let's go. Hi, Cecilia, how are you? Hello, Marika. I'm doing very well in yourself. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited to have you on. So we're ex-colleagues from Clédéricon in London. You then lived in New York and you're now based in Paris. You've been in sales for the last 13 years and you became head of sales for a small financial firm one and a half year ago. We kind of lost touch for a few years before you reached out to me to congratulate me on my financial empowerment business. That was super nice. And since then, it's been great. We've exchanged quite a lot. And we're meeting here and there between Paris and Lisbon. Uh, you also recommended me to one of your best friends as clients. And we now share this friendship. So it's super nice as well. And um, today we're talking about the great resignation. So it's a term that has been used back since 2021 to define voluntary resignation or mass. It's even a word now on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was a little bit of a thing after COVID, I think. Uh, people uh, had time to rethink their lives and make changes. <laughs> so can you tell us a bit about you? So I'm, my name's Cecilia, I'm 38, I'm married with two children, twin girls, and I've now been based in Paris for the last two years, but I, however, lived over half of my life abroad. Work-wise, I worked in finance for 15 years, I worked at Credit Agricole for 13, one year in Frankfurt, six years in New York, and six years in London, and... I then resigned to join a smaller group, a brokerage uh, firm in Paris to build an electronic trading platform for them. Nice. So you've been in financial sales since you kind of started. Why this world? Yes, that's right. So I started in trading originally, but I think my skills are more into sales. I like to speak to people more than look at screens all day. And why finance? It was a little bit a choice by default. I was not really into marketing and communications. I hesitated with HR for a little while because it's also very people's job. Uh, but my father had been in finance for a long time and I saw what it can bring, the comfort, the traveling. And that's why I chose that career path. Super nice. So throughout that decade and even a bit more, what did you like most and how would you look back and define your career? So what's really drawn me to go to finance, as I just said, was the financial comfort and the traveling that it can bring. And this is exactly what I enjoyed the most during my my 13 years, especially at Credit Agricole. 
also working in a very international environment with multinational backgrounds, different cultures was very stimulating to me. It's developed a lot of uh, skills, you know, like adaptability and uh, being dynamic and not having the fear of moving or meeting new people. So I really enjoyed my last 15 years. It was a lot of fun. It was great. And nothing, I regret nothing about it. <laughs> That's good. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> so even though on paper, it seemed you achieved quite a lot and you would have lots of reason to be happy and proud and, and you still are, which is nice. Still, you were not 100% fulfilled. Why? Because what I learned quite recently, actually, is that nothing is permanent in life. Interests change, great bosses and colleagues leave, and after a while, motivation can be difficult to find in areas that you were used to find it. So the older I got and different life events happened, for example, me becoming a mother made my priorities shift a lot. And I also had achieved a lot of what I wanted to achieve, meaning the financial comfort and the traveling. After 13 years, you know, it was there, I had done it. I was more stable and and my priorities and my wishes and my needs started uh, changing. So what I wanted now and what I needed now was more time and, you know, connection to people, connection to myself, but connection to not, you know, just clients and colleagues, to people that I actually love. And uh, I mean, not that I don't love my colleagues or clients, but, um, you know, people that nourish me and fulfill me, I needed to reconnect a lot more to myself. And that's why I decided to move to France to come back to my family, friends and home country, because before work was my number one priority and I had always been abroad for work. Mm -hmm. Makes so much sense. Yeah. And um, you were as well super well paid for Paris and it can sometimes feel like a gilded cage. Can you expand on that? Because it's actually a good problem to have, but at the same time, sometimes it's, uh, <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. I guess the older you get and uh, more, you know, there are more important things that, you know, when you're younger, basically you're white page and basically you're there to learn as much as possible. And after a while, you know what you like, what you don't like anymore. And uh, being well paid is definitely an important part of the job, but it's not the main, the only part. Basically, when you're a salesperson, it's fine to have high salaries because you're meant to generate revenues for the company. But however, when you're not equipped to sell successfully and be successful at what you do at your job, tasks, you know, that are not energizing or, you know, when it's not stimulating, then it just gets really difficult to get up in the morning and go to work. And, you know, so salary is one thing, but it's not all. And I felt that, you know, it would probably, I would be happier with us, with less money and, you know, more possibilities and being able to use my skill sets a lot more in another company. So I decided to leave, uh, you know, it just, it didn't make sense anymore. It was hard for me to get up in the morning and go to work. And and what was the main driver? You're talking about free time for you, free center, the, the, the main reason, is there any other? Well, there are 
you know, the when you're a salesperson again, I had signed for, you know, a great vision that I believed that was meant to bring a great product with people that I trusted. And, you know, that basically on paper, everything looked great. And, you know, that's why I also decided to join that adventure. But after, you know, while when you look, when you see from within, you see that, you know, the vision is great, but it was a little bit hard for it to be deployed. And that's why it just didn't make sense for me anymore. My skills basically are more like um, my skills and what I enjoy as well is uh, to generate business and to sign contracts to uh, bring in revenues for companies. And it was not possible in my last job and it was it would have not been possible for another few months and that's why I decided to leave because my kids because time because personal projects also you know because basically the rest of my life was happening and I was wait I was spending too much time and mostly too much energy in that job that yes was well paid but didn't really make sense on a daily basis mm-hmm yeah, so it's really a question of purpose as well, on top of free time for yourself. And yeah. And how long did it take you to actually resign? Because I love asking this question, because often you have these thoughts, but before they actually become reality, there's a long time in between. So how was it for you? For me, it's been, uh, I've been thinking about leaving or taking a break or, you know, finance for a long time. I mean, pretty much since I've become a mother, it was not really leaving finance. It was more like finding a better purpose within my professional world. So it's that's why I tested this other financial job, uh, which was very different from my job at Credit Agricole. But the actual resignation, the basically the beginning of the conversations I had with my old boss on the fact that I was not, you know, bringing what they expected me to bring because it just didn't really make a lot of sense to me anymore. It started in January and pretty much by end of March, I was gone. So it took, didn't take very long. But the thought process of, uh, you know, finding more purpose in my job, I guess, had started in, you know, during COVID pretty much as I'm because you have a lot more time to connect to yourself, to connect to your family and to look back on uh, on your life and what's, you know, on how to basically align the different values better that, uh, you know, it just there had to be a change, basically. Mm-hmm. So it makes so much sense. I <laughs> love that. And um, it's been two and a half months now that you're off. What have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> So the first month, to be honest, I didn't do anything. I slept. I uh, I spent time with my kids. I spent time with my friends. I went to the gym. I spent time with myself. I spent a lot of time on the couch reading, writing, journaling, thinking, uh, you know, just doing a lot of like uh, resting and personal growth, I, I think, like reconnecting to myself. Why did it happen that way? What's, you know, if I had to like go back, what would it be? And if I didn't go back, what would it be? So basically a lot of, yeah, a lot of reflecting. Mm-hmm. And And what have you learned about either yourself or anything in general? That in life, it's fine to take risks. And actually, every time I decided to take a risk, for example, leaving a job or moving, you know, to another company, it has always 
been a positive experience in the end, even though there are always negative moments and, you know, it can be a little bit hard. The positivity is that I learned a lot about myself in every single experience and even in like resignation or in jobs where, you know, you're not in your perfect comfort zone or in like moves that, you know, you expect to to happen away, actually happen another way. So what I learned basically is that I knew a lot. I knew a lot more than I thought I did. You know, the imposter syndrome also can like, you know, leave a little bit when you change positions because people value differently. They see you differently. So you, I think basically taking risks is a positive thing in life. And what I have learned is that taking risk is actually something I should do more. <laughs> and re resigning is actually taking a risk as well. Mm -hmm. So, so you're super happy of your decision, like no regrets, no going back, no regret at all. <laughs> Sounds good. So, let's talk about financials now. So, you quit with no other job offer because you needed time for yourself because it's hard to find the time to look for something when you're already having a lot on you. And you really wanted as well to rebuild energy. So did you manage to get an employment benefit or did you live with no financial support at all? When I negotiated my termination, basically, I, you know, I got a little settlement package, basically, that helped me live a few months. I did not get unemployment benefits due to the nature of my contract when in my previous job. So I left with a little financial support, but not as much as I, you know, as I would have hoped, basically. Mm -hmm. And how long can you afford not working? Well, that's a great question. Um, I guess it all depends on how you live your life when you're not working, you know, <laughs> like how much do you spend? How much do you travel? How much you, yeah, like where do you live, etc. Where do you go on a holiday? You know, if I was going, if I was moving to Bali, for example, I could possibly live, uh, you know, quite, quite comfortably a few years, but living in Paris is another subject. So, um, and to be frank, I also don't want to spend all my savings into just having fun because uh, I need, to, you know, because I'm quite organized. I anticipate the future a lot and I don't really want to spend all my savings, but I would think maybe, you know, a year or two could be doable. Yeah. And it's actually funny because your father told you that you would spend less not working, but it's actually not what you're experiencing <laughs> because you have much more free time <laughs> and there's much more temptations. <laughs> yes, exactly. I have more time. I go out a lot more on, you know, I don't have an expense account anymore. So uh, it's all on my personal expenses. So no, I am actually spending a lot of money. I'm we all, during my time working, sorry, we also bought an apartment that we renovated. So it's been uh, a lot of, uh, you know, money spent, basically. Too much money spent. And you, the main breadwinner in your couple, as you said, you have two daughters, a high lifestyle, I would say, because you do a lot of experiences, travel, and you have a lot of fixed costs as well. So how does it feel not to earn anything and spend your saving, of course, for some time? So the first few months, I was very anxious, to be honest. I was thinking a lot about it. I started looking at prices a lot more than I used to. And I thought, wow, things are expensive. But after a while, somehow it's 
again, it goes into your comfort zone of spending money and not earning anything. But I, uh, I have now uh, decided that it needs to change. And my because I'm also not really willing to uh, change my lifestyle just yet, because I have a family around me and basically changing my lifestyle would basically mean everybody else would have to change theirs as well. So I don't really want to do that at the moment. It is basically making me think that I should probably look for another job for, you know, at least a few years again before I take time off again and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I like that mentality. Working hard, posing, doing something else, posing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's what I've been doing in the last uh, three years. You know, after Credit Agricole, I had six months off. After this job, I'm having six months off. I think it's quite comfortable to to have, uh, you know, to work hard and then rest for a while, reconnect and realign. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So so what's next for you? So you told me you let yourself till April 24, which corresponds to the start of the big mortgage on your new flat, because you actually got pretty clever and managed to delay the principal repayment. So that's super nice. Which also helped the, the decision of resigning, by the way, it, because of uh, not having to pay any rent or mortgage for a few months, which is a big uh, chunk of my monthly expenses. That's also why it was. Uh, it's important to say that it that it helped my decision basically to resign. Mm, yeah. So you're interested in taking a coaching course. You've already been approached for a new job without really looking. So without knowing, because everything is open and it's really like, a, you know, uncertain, what would you value most in your next move? In my next move, I think I'm going to have to look at everything again. So my expenses, how much savings I have left and the rest of my family and find something that is aligned with, you know, my personal wishes and my professional development that I want uh, for my future. It's also important to say that I've been in France only for two years now. So my professional network is not very big at the moment. I was very lucky to have been approached by this person for a position. Hopefully it will work out. If it works out, I believe I'm going to take it because it is going to help me implement better in France. And then we'll see, we'll see how it goes, you know, at least for the next three, four, five years, I think it's important that I carry on implementing myself over here and carry on getting inspired what's around me in France. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to leave the coaching for maybe later, maybe do it on the side eventually if I find that this job is, you know, leave, gives me free time or energizes me enough to uh, do other things on the side. So we'll see. We'll see if I get an offer. We'll see how it goes. And that's what's exciting about not working as well, is that sometimes that is is that you have to take those opportunities a lot more seriously than uh, when you are in a position you know, head down, going straight and not really looking at what's around you. Yeah, it's it's exactly the right time to really pose and see what's out there and speak to people. And yeah, yeah I totally agree. So one last question. What would you say to someone who was in your position like a few months ago, who's really thinking about resigning? And yeah, what would you say? 
I would say that the only thing preventing us from uh, doing what we really want to do in life is fear. And fear can be overcome with uh, with personal work. Also, you know, fears from when we were 25 versus, you know, 10 years or 15 years or 20 years later, um, we should not carry the same fears because during that time, during our professional life, everyone has learned a lot. Everyone has things to bring to the table and fears that we had a few years ago need to be overcome and we need to evolve with uh with you know with what we're basically investing in ourselves and uh, yeah and you know reconnecting and realigning values and professional work is very important to be able to carry on until retirement age so i think it's important to always reconnect to realign values and work mm, super optimistic message love it Thank you so much, Cecilia, for this um, sharing of experience. Thank you so much for inspiring us. I've been in that situation. I know it feels, I know how exciting it can be, even sometimes, as you said, like the... You were an inspiration to me to resign. I remember uh, calling you in my in my moments of massive doubt, and I was like, how did you do it? And I think... Uh, <laughs> The more people do it and if the, you know, I think it's, it's a great thing. When everything unfolds, it usually unfolds well. Exactly. Nice. Transitions can be difficult, but when it unfolds, it's pretty nice. So cool. On that note, thank you so much and um, speak to you soon. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. So at the end of this episode, I hope you're as enthusiastic as I am. You can find the notes and the key takeaways on my website at maricafino.com. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe and spread the word. Thank you.